though these are days of great trial, of famine and darkness and sorrow, still we've had a voice in the desert crying, prepare ye the way, oh the Lord, everybody now behold, he comes, riding on Your eyes closed. 
I would like you to have a moment and ask the Lord to speak to you. For he says, ask and ye shall receive. And we lift up our hands as a sign of surrender. Lord, I'm surrendering my all to you this morning. I'm surrendering my life to you this morning. Take me out of the way. Speak to me. And let me not get in the way of your word this morning. Lord Jesus I have my hand lifted up to you without you I am nothing Lord I, I need you like everybody here needs you I don't have anything to say but I want you to come and use me this morning that in the end your children will be blessed just use me Lord use everybody here Lord Jesus that we will all connect with the supernatural God for the supernatural things this morning and even those streaming with us this morning bless them also and may we all be in one accord we will not hinder the flow of the spirit we give ourselves to you the reading and the preaching of your word in Jesus name Amen Amen what you still stand please take your Bible with me we are going this morning to the book of Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter 6 verses uh, 1 to 2. Sister Dorcas, nice to see you. God bless you. Amen. She's been in Lira. But she was so homesick that she said she has to come home at least for a service. She traveled all the way from Lira to come and attend this service. I want to say God bless you. Amen. Sister Stella, will, will, you will be in our prayers. Where is she? Stella? God bless you. Uh, we are reading verses 1 to 2. And I'm reading in the name of the Lord. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and, crown, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering, and to conquer. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Amen. You may be seated. So saints, this morning, I'll be preaching to you, but really we'll be delving a little bit deep into the message. And so if you love the message and the mysteries of the word, I'm sure that this service will be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen. And uh, some people just want to walk over the message and just walk over. But I believe we are the uh, people of the open book. And we ought to, the deep things are ours. Is that true? And so I'm speaking to you on the subject of the elect cannot be deceived. How many are the elect this morning? The elect cannot be deceived. So I'd like you to help me preach this morning with your amens. With your hallelujahs. Amen. Amen. With your clap offering. With your shout offering. Whatever you can do in the house of the Lord. We have all come to participate in this worship. This is a worship this morning. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? This is a worship. And so we, I want you to be on the edge of your seat. Don't just sit and relax and then doze. Since we have another service, I don't expect to be long. Praise the name of the Lord. So the elf cannot be deceived. And in chapter 6, book of Revelation, he is dealing with the with content of the seals. But you see, um, Deacon Martin, I do not expect you to disrupt me. All right, so, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking that everybody please mind your movements because Bobby, it really affects me so much. All right, so we have some seats here. I see people sitting right ways in the back. The deacons, please help me place the people in the seats. I have empty seats on the front seats. Here. Some of those young men just come up here. Brother Isaac, Brother Peter, Brother Joel, please. You are not deacons. Come up here. Come up to the front seats here. Brother Solomon, unless you are helping the deacons, I just come right up here. All right. That, that is nice. So the elect cannot be deceived. Praise the name of the Lord. I said praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. If your neighbor is dozing this early morning, just slap them, please. And wake them up. And tell them the elect cannot be deceived, brother. Amen. Amen. Are you slapping somebody? <laughs> The elect cannot be deceived. The things we are going getting into, if you are not thinking, you will not get nothing. I want you to be attentive. So in Revelation chapter 6, we are dealing with the contents of the sealed book. 
But in Revelation chapter 5, that is where the book was sealed and was on the right hand of him that sat on the throne and it was closed and sealed with seven seals. And there was no man on earth and there was no man in heaven that was worthy to take the book and the seal. But as John wept, then one of the elders, the Bible says, told him, he said, weep not John, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And he, he has he, to take the book and to lose the seals thereof. And of course, we all know on Sunday I was speaking on redemption of our souls. The lion of the tribe of Judah became the lamb. Because when John turned to see the lion, what did he see? What did he see? A lamb. And when was the lamb slain? Now, when he turned to see the lion, he actually saw a lamb. And this this lamb was in a pool of blood. It was already slain before the foundation of the world. Because this lamb was worthy to the book and to lose the seals thereof. And I tell you this morning, we are standing here with an open book. In Revelation chapter 10, we find that the Bible says, and there was a mighty angel. I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven close with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun, and his, uh, the, uh, his feet as pillars of fire. And every one of us together read verse 2. And he had, I want to hear your voices, and he had in his hand a little book open. And he said, And his left foot. And what he cried. Verse 3. And cried with a loud voice. Come on, you can preach with me. As when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Right? Now, look at verse 4. And when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write. So, the thunders had contents. The thunders were not just sounds. But the thunders was a message. There was a message of the thunders. And as they thundered out, John could hear the contents of the thunders. And he was about to write them down. But a voice spoke to him and said, Listen carefully. I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered. And write them not. 
So, John was not permitted. Daniel in the book of uh, Daniel was not permitted too. You know, it, the angel told him, bind them up and seal it up until when the time of the end. There would come a time when the book will cease to be sealed. And that would be the end of the sealing of the book. And the angel told John, do not write the content. But in the days, verse 7, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. As he has declared to his servants the prophets. Now do you see why it is important for us to receive the message of the seventh angel? Because the messengers, the angel's message is going to actually be the revelation of the seventh standard. Are you following me this morning? The seventh angel's message will bring to a finishing of the mystery. Will bring an end to the closing of the book. Remember who was worthy? It was the lamb who was worthy. He took the book and lose the sin. And he came down with a, an open book. But then the seventh, the book remained remained sealed and will remain sealed until when until when until are you following me this morning this is for you tell somebody this is for you this is for you this morning the seventh angel receives the open book from the angel that comes. Who is the revelation of who is the angel of Revelation 10 like a Bible class this morning. Who is the revelation of who is the angel of Revelation 10 Jesus Christ. Yes, to Christ. The angel, the mighty angel. Malaiko Mukuru. He comes down with what? Yajanachi. An open book. And he says, Nagamba. John, do not write the mysteries. Do not write the content. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, this mystery, they are all going to be finished. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you something. All denominations might preach some truth. But without the messenger's message, without the message of the seventh angel, they are preaching half truth. Without the messenger's message, 
it is God who said the seventh angel must come. And if he doesn't come, we are going to be cast. Because we can never know the truth. We cannot, we can never know the full truth. There will be some bits in the, in the word of God that will remain still forever. But his message when it comes will finish the mystery of God. And the word of God is God. So when we say he will finish the mystery of God, he's going to finish all the mysteries of the Bible. The Bible becomes a new book. You know, I think it was Peter who said, now let us leave the doctrines of baptisms, of, uh, of, of repentance, of laying on of hands, of this, of that. Let us go on unto perfection. There was a petal of Yagamba to Veku. All the denominations just are laying the foundation. They're just talking about the foundations of the gospel of Christ. But the end time message is actually the creaming, is the, is the creaming of the whole thing, the cupping of the whole thing. It is the perfection. It is the final truth. It is the finishing of the mystery. It is the Omega message. This is the final message. That's why some people get, get this message mixed up. And they think it is a new doctrine. A new message. Listen, we do not preach a new message. We preach everything Paul preached. And then the mystery of God is finished by this message. And let me tell you why it is important. Without the finishing of the mystery, there is no rapture. And if you are still on the foundation, you are not going to be raptured. You need to be capped off. You need to be the Omega Bride. Praise the name of the Lord. And so now here in the book of Revelation chapter 6, he says, I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. And I heard as it were the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw and behold a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow and had a crown. Uh, and the crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. No, ya took the conquer in Omotego. Now we You know, the Bible speaks of beasts. And a beast. All right, just say what I'm saying. Beasts and a beast. All right. 
Now there are four living creatures which the Bible also refers to as four beasts. But also the Bible refers to a beast. In Revelation chapter 17. And this is the devil. Satan. And how people in the, in the tribulation will get the mark of the beast. Actually they are already getting the mark of the beast today by rejecting the revealed word of the hour. And the beast is to ensnare people. The beast is to trap people. And the things I'm speaking to you is because I have heard the seventh angel's message. So it's not my, it's not, I'm not the source. The things we preach in this chart is because we have heard the message of the last day. We have had the end time message. We have received the messenger of the end time who actually had the spirit of Elijah on him and his revelation of the word brought the finishing of the mystery of God. And I tell you what, I am not ashamed to stand before you and I tell you I have heard the message of the hour. And I'm not ashamed to quote it for you. Any preacher who claims to believe that message and is ashamed to quote it, he has a problem to begin with. But we find that the beast is to ensnare people. They, the intent is to destroy men. That is his purpose. Now, I was listening. There is a very wonderful message that Brother Eddie Biscal preached some years ago. I recommend you to go and listen to it. So the beast that is and was and that is, is to come. And I, I found this this phrase very wonderful uh, from that I verbatim I quoted it and I thought I should read it for you. Him uh, coming from the from the north from northern Canada and being a hunter. And you know brother Eddie Biscal used to hunt with brother Branham. And and so brother Branham would go in Canada to to be able to rest a while and then he would go hunting with brother Biscal and others. Branham yagenda komu Canada aumore katibulu yagenda ngayo ngabai gawamune Ed Biscar. And so I, I thought he is is a he's a good authority about snares. Katiye laying traps and snares. Alino kumanyo kwaman ukutega emitego. And he says when you set a snare, it is a very thin wire. Kabera kawayanga katininya. Strong enough for the animal you intend to snare. You say you lay it on its path where it usually passes for its food or uh, for day to day life. 
Okateka mukubo ensolo wetero kuyitange nonye mmere The snare is camouflaged Akatego kano okakweka kweka It's not like you don't put it in the grave of everybody to see Okateka wantu ngabuli omwazo bolokala You see the purpose of laying a snare is to cause death Man is made with an instinct to worship. And this beast has laid its snare on the path of man. And he says that is where this beast will ensnare them. What is our path? Let me tell you, every human being is created with an instinct to worship. Man just love to worship. It's within man to worship. You see, that's why people go to shrines. Because there is something within them that has an instinct to worship. You know, in Mubenda they have a tree called Nakaima. And people, you know, one day I went there. I wanted to see what do people do there some people even forsake their homes they go at Nakaima tree for months and months they go with money they put it there they just go there and begin worshipping and they begin praying to the tree because they believe this tree was a certain kind of spirit that formed itself into a tree. And so it's been there for ages and ages and ages. And so they have been deceived to now worship the creature instead of the creator. And that's people worship rivers. People worship because if they don't worship the living God, they will have to do something else to fulfill the instinct which they have. God has placed a desire within your soul. A desire to worship. The desire for a superior something somewhere. And you are actually insufficient without it. But I want to tell you that thing is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And people need to realize that they have replaced Jesus with other things, with other gold. As God would speak to Israel and tell them that I shall have no other God beside me. But people have had that God. But you see, it is the devil which has ensnared them. Listen, church, the devil is not going to come as a devil and say, listen, I'm the devil. Worship me. People are not going to do that. How many of you are going to worship the devil when he tells you I'm the devil? There will be a few that will do it. For what they will get. 
But the majority, they don't worship in the churches they go to or in the worship places they go to while in their understanding that it is actually the devil they are worshipping. They actually go to worship thinking they are worshipping God. But I want to tell you, millions today are deceived. The devil has ensnared them on that path of worship. The devil has trapped them. The devil camouflages himself. The trap is not in a, in a, in a grave for everybody to see. It is hidden. And people get deceived. But one thing I want to tell you this morning, after everything, I want you to walk away from here with an assurance that the elect cannot be deceived. And you see uh, this beast that I was speaking of, the devil, he comes in four in forms. When the, when the seals were broken, Brother Branham, the messenger of our generation, was able to understand what these horses are. And who was riding the horses. And what they were meaning. And we shall get into that shortly. But let me first read this quote for you. In the Ephesian church age. It says, I say that a true church would always try to be like it was in the book of Acts. Is that right? But we have discovered that the word also teaches an invasion of error until there is a complete blackout of truth. And in the last day, when the Lord is about to appear, there will be a total blackout of truth. The question now arises in our mind. Does God forsake his own? Does let them fall into a state of complete deception? And I, I want you to ask yourself that. Question. And he answers and he says, on no account. For the scripture says very clearly. In Matthew 24, 24, that the elect cannot be deceived. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For there shall be, he says in the scripture, for there shall be, shall arise false Christ. And false prophets and shall show great sign and wonder so much that listen to this next one. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very ill. And then he says, What then? 
The answer is clear before us. There is a true church and a false church. There is a true vine and a false vine. But of course, that false church, that false vine body, will always try to assert the position of the true church. And then that she and not the elect, she actually the real and the authentic. And of course, they are able to do that because they have their fashion denominations. And they will tell you that our denomination is actually the one with the truth. And that's why we do not do that here. Because we believe that when we, we baptize you, we don't baptize you to be a member of the church. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you are baptized into the body of Jesus Christ. And the body of Christ is worldwide. Is that right? It's a worldwide body. And I'm a member of it. You are a member of that body. And so I cannot be able to say that if you don't come to my church, you are going to hell. It's not my church taking people to heaven. It's not your church taking people to heaven. There is no church taking people to heaven. But there is one thing that will take people to heaven. That is the word of God. We need to separate the churches and denominations and the systems and the truth what will set us free is not the church what will set us free is the truth he said and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free but you see even people in the message have developed some kind of ism within themselves the kind of figure because we are the believers of the message within our confines going to the rapture. That is a deception. They are making and forming themselves a religion within the message. But let me tell you, the message is not a religion. There are many people that come to a message church and will never make it to the rapture. There are many people who are preaching this message and they themselves will not go in the rapture. How is that so? Because they were a member of a system. But they were not a member of the body. We have to become the members of the body of Christ. And that begins by the belief of the truth and by the receiving of the Holy Ghost. You must be sealed in the Holy Ghost. So coming to this church alone will not take you to the rapture. But what will take you to the rapture when Jesus comes is the truth. 
The truth shall set you free. That's why when you talk about something and, and the people are believing it in their denomination, they will begin comparing themselves and their denomination. When you speak something that is against what they teach, what his pastor says or what his church says, they will say, oh no. One told me, no, my pastor cannot be wrong. For sure. Let me tell you, the Bible says, God is not respect our persons. Hallelujah. Amen. God looks at all of us in the same way. And he has one measurement. And the thing he uses is nothing but the word. Amen. He looks at you in a filter of the word. If you cannot come to his standard, and no matter where you go to church you are deceived but here is what I want you to understand that the elect of God can never be deceived hallelujah amen some people are making uh, are making their pastors kings. They are making their churches as though it is the one that giving, is giving them the certificate to the rapture. The excellent one there was in Nairobi. And there's a young lady who came to one church which I was visiting. And we were doing communion. And she did not take communion. And so I was troubled. I went to her. I said, Sister, how are you? She said, I'm fine. God bless you. Are you a believer? She said, Oh, yes. And I asked, I said, Why didn't you have communion? She said, Because this is not my home church. Really? Really? So are you a member of an organization or you are a member of the body? Sometimes I wonder whether building the body or whether we are building our organization. So church, we are building a body. Not organizations. Organizations will take people to hell. If they are deceived, but there is a group of people called the elect, hey, which will live above the organization, and they cannot be deceived. Amen. Amina. Now listen, he says the answer is clear before us. There is a true church and a false church. There is a true vine and a false vine. And by the way, this is everywhere. <laughs> in every move. In every movement. Including those who say and claim they believe the message. There is a true vine and a false vine. There is a true and a false church. But of course, that, that first church, the first fine body, will always try to assert the position of the true church and contend that she and not the elect are the real and authentic. Now, 
kujja kwefura nti kwegwa mazima ate kuberenga kwegulingo ogufuke kanise ya mazima oh god help us kama tuyambe the force will try to kill the truth that is how it was in the book of Acts. That is how it set forth in the seven ages. And that is how it is declared in the various epistles. It has been, that's how it has been. That's how it is now. And that's how it will be. It can't change. It's going to be false vine, true vine. You know, it used to be many people when they come to the message prepared a slide for me. They thought, oh, we are going to a perfect group of people. Oh, we are going to a perfect church. Let me, let me disappoint you a little bit. This is not a perfect church. Sorry, brother friend. It's not a perfect church. It's not a perfect people. And if you thought that, my brother, sorry today, I want to tell you I'm, I'm apologizing. Sorry. If we didn't look that, we're sorry. And if you are inviting people, telling them, come to a perfect church. You yourself, you are deceived. There is no Perfect organization. Perfect group of people. But I will tell you what. We invite them to come and see a perfect God. To come and see a perfect message. This message we are preaching is tried. It is time-tested. It is proven to be a reality. God himself has vindicated it. Hallelujah. Amen. God has put his stamp on this message. And no one there plays with the message. The message can never be an organization. It can never be a religious system. People try to make it so. But that is the false vine. The true vine will never try to organize the message. Because the message is a way of life. The truth is Christ. The truth is the pure word of God. The truth. And those who believe it, they can never be deceived. Those who believe it, they can never be deceived. Tell your neighbor, he can never be deceived. Hallelujah. Amen. We can never be deceived. Why? Because we are the elect. How do we know that we are the elect? Because God has told us. Amen. Amen. And he chose us in him. Before the foundation of the world. And he has given us the revelation. Of himself. The revelation. Of the world. And I cannot be deceived. Because I'm the ire. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, do you have the slides for me? I want to show you a few slides here, and brother, uh, brother Isaac, you can put it up, and brother Marvin projected for us on the screen. Walwo, eh, bienyagaro balaga wano kurutimbe. 
the trail of Satan through the ages. All right, I want you to look at, uh, let me get it here. Okay. You will need to touch up this projector, brother, a little bit so that the blur can get out, so the people will see what I'm trying to show. It's a little blur. Okay, just give me the next slide. <coughs> So I wanted to look at, I don't know whether it will be very clear for you, but give me the next slide, Brother Isaac. All right, uh, I think it's clear for you to see. So the four horse riders of Revelation 6. And here was the first, the first horse rider, which, who was driving a white, who was rather, not driving, but riding a white horse. Brother, put the stuff for me right there. Now, this white horse rider was actually the devil. Now I know denominations think it was Christ. Because it's a look. He's on a white horse. He has a crown on his head. Let me tell you. Do you know that Christ today has no crown? Hey, I had one preacher say, you know a song that says, Uncrown him, Lord of all, of the royal daddy. And crown him Lord of all. And someone said, Don't sing that song. Are you the one going to crown him? And I said, That preacher had no revelation. The bride is actually going to crown him. Yes, sir. Amen. He has no crowns now. Yes, you can't tell and you the, Bible, the Bible later, oh, hallelujah. I love the word. The Bible later speaks of Christ. Bible, you get a Christ. After the tribulation, of course, after the rapture, and at the end of the tribulation, when Christ is coming down, Amen. The Bible says he will be riding a white horse. Hey. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says 10,000 of his saints were amen, following him. It will be among those. And where we shall we be going? We will be coming back from heaven to earth. To come to a great millennium. To rule with Christ. And the Bible says. When Christ was riding a white horse. He was coming down. With many crowns. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He will be coming with many crowns. We are the crown. We will crown him. Our victory will crown him. Because we will be the trophies of his salvation. But this one here. 
He is a deceiver. He is a bluff. He is a Satan. Satan. Because he was coming down riding on a white horse. That's what the Bible says Christ will ride. Bible we he was riding a white horse. But he had one crown. <laughs> but then, that's not even the, 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 the one that really busts him. And here is another. The Bible then says, as we have read, he had a bow, but there was no arrow. If you find someone guiding somewhere and he has a bow with no arrow and you are a thief, will you fear to go there? Can you fear to go there? Because there is no arrow. The real deal is the arrow. I don't care whether you have a bow and a white horse. But where is the arrow? If you have no arrow, you are a deceiver. And let me tell you, church, it's not about you coming to a message, church. It's about you possessing the arrow in your life. And that arrow is the word of God. Which pierces. And even divides spirit and soul. The word of God is a sharp two-edged sword. And here this guy did not have an arrow. And our prophet messenger. Based on that. He said. This is Satan. Oh no, Satan. He's a deceiver. He's going to conquer. He's going to conquer the whole world. With what? With deception. He's not coming to them as Satan. But he's coming to them as Christ. But he's the deceiver. Because he is not Christ. But listen to me. He is not Christ. But he is Christ. How many understand that? Alright. He, he, he has power. To do signs and wonders. He can open the eyes of the blind. And many miracles will be manifested. And because of that. People will say. He man of God. And there are many preachers today who have deceived many because they can manifest the miracles but not the word. Listen to me. The Bible says with all lying wonders with all miracles, with all signs, and there are many followers. Find a man of God who claims to do miracles and signs and wonders. You will find a great following. Tens of thousands in one service. And then you will say, These people are the real God. And the other, ah, those ones. How can you be saying you are the right ones and yet you are? Not even 200. How many people go to that church? Ah, you are deceived. Ah, 
But here I'm giving you a mystery. He's a deceiver. Mulimba. He's claiming to be the right one. Agamba himutufu. But he's a deceiver. Wabla mulimba. Not because there is no abundance of miracles. Simpi. Mbutako la biyama. Signs and wonders. Obubonero. But because there is no true word of God. Naye kubanga. Edi chigambo cha katonda cha masima. Let me ask you a question. Kambabuze chibuzo. Do you know the biggest denominational church in the world? Omni ekanisa yetini esingo bunene monsi. I will tell you that church is the same church that prays through and to the dead. It's the church that claims their leader speaks on behalf of God. But all the leaders or the political leaders of the world and even the leader of the free world goes and prostrates before him. He is recognized by all as the great holy man of God. That church is recognized by all. Even in places where you don't find other churches, you will find that one there. And that's why the name they, they, they coined uh, uh, is Catholic. It means, Catholic means, the worldwide church. But it is supposed to be the church of Christ. Which is the worldwide church. Not, a, not a false religious system. So for our truth, I am the real Catholic. You, the elect of God, you are the real Catholic. We are the Church of Christ that is in every nation, every tribe, every people. God called his seed. But this false religious system, they claim to be the real one. And the proof they have is because they have the numbers. Don't be deceived. This one came as a white horse rider riding a white horse riding a white horse conquering and to conquer oh my, how did he come to conquer? To conquer the lady. I wish I had more, more time to delve into it one by one. But since I'm going to talk about this, I'll just go through this. Now, the second one was the same one, the devil, changing colors. When he realized that it's the ones who are, he is trying to deceive, can I be deceived? He said, let me kill them. So he came through as I will show you in the next slides. He came in the next, in the uh, following church agents to persecute and murder 
That's the red horse rider. And many believers were killed. More than 16 on this, I speak it publicly because it's the truth. More than 6-8 million Christians were killed. Who, who do you think killed them? The Roman Catholic Church. It's on record. Go and search in history. You find it to be so. The current Pope recently was apologizing for the people who were murdered. But it cannot be undone. And it cannot take away for what the wrong and the false system is. Six to eight million, more than that. Were murdered. Killed. Fetal dog. Lion. But the church still was not deceived. Hey. Amen. The church of Christ. If I tell you it cannot be deceived, it will not be deceived. Let the devil do what he wants to do. The church cannot be deceived. The elect of God shall never be deceived. And then comes another horse rider. The same devil changed colors. He now came in as a a black horse rider. To bring famine into the world. Not famine of food and drink. But famine of the world. The Catholic Church passed. Passed a law. Nobody is allowed to read the Bible. To, trans to translate it. In any language. And it was only in Latin. Because they did it in Latin for themselves. And also the Latin was also not perfect. Translation. But then we find that a man came like William Tyndall. Martin Luther. Martin Luther. And others that translated the Bible. It was first translated into the German language. And then William Tyndale did it in English. And we are glad to have the Bible today. The devil thought he would kill us with famine. Hallelujah. Did you know even today? I don't know. Do they read the Bible today? I don't think they still read it. Only for the priests. And then they should interpret for you. So some of you, you are still having that, uh, that false religious system hovering over you. Whereby you are not bothered to read the Bible by yourself. And actually, you are not even interested. The last time you had a scripture was last Sunday when you came to church. And the next time is today when you are hearing it. Let me tell you, the devil is trying to deceive you. Let me tell you, a believer who reads the Bible, 
can never be the same like the one who does not read. And how can you say you read the Bible when you don't even own one? I'm asking you. I'm challenging you this morning. How can you claim you read the Bible when you don't own a Bible? Well, well, I, I can hear you say, well, I have one on my phone. But that is your phone. The same phone which does other things. And do you really even read it on the phone? You don't. My brother, buy a Bible. Take that Catholic spirit away from you. Have a desire to read the word of God. Walk to church with your Bible. Love your Bible. That is the basic Christianity. Read your Bible and pray every day. Some of you even reading the Bible in your home is something of the past. TV and movies have replaced the reading of the word. Having family altars is boring. Let me tell you, church, have a real genuine believer. Hallelujah. We'll have family altar at home. Every day. Every day. Father, if you cannot put your family together and read the Bible for them, you have failed as a father. I don't care how much money you put in your children. I don't care what schools you take them to. If you cannot gather them and read them the Bible, then you have failed already. But what do we do? Should we continue in sin? The grace may abound. Read the Bible for your family. If you are near our father, slap them. Come on, slap them. Tell them. Read the Bible for your family. Read the Bible for your children. Brother Barnum said, the pastor of the home is the man of the house. If you are not, if you don't feel the calling of a pastor, don't marry. Have you had my brother? You must be the pastor of your wife. You must be the pastor of your children. You must guide them in the way of God. You know, let me tell you, in my home, when I'm so tired, and I cannot, I remember one day I was really tired, and I was in bed. This little two-year-old boy, he came to me and said, Daddy, it is time to pray. Come with Go. I said, Eli, I'm tired. He went. And then he came back again. Daddy, let's go. Let's go. Because he knows he has been trained for two years. He knows even if he's tired. He cannot sleep before reading the Bible. Before family out. 
And I want to thank God for a godly mother. That's how she raised me. Every evening. Even if we were in the Anglican church. We sat around. And read the Bible. Charity begins at home. If you are not doing it for your children, maybe your, your parents never did it for you. But let me not blame them much. Let me come back to you. You can change the status quo. You can start your own God, God family. A family that is inspired and directed by the word of God. Listen to me, church. Let us rekindle the family altars. Let us have family altars. Oh, even if you're not married, listen to me. Before you go to bed, gather the people you live with. Preach to them the word. Share the gospel. And then give a prayer to them. And I'll tell you it will make a difference. When you come to church, you will be on fire. Little by little that you get every day. It will create a difference. The purpose of the devil. Is to bring famine in our home. No word. But if there is no word, there is no life. Famine. Oh, it's a very bad thing. And then when the devil sees, oh my, he cannot deceive this, the elect. He wanted to suffocate them with famine. But he realized, ah. I can't suffocate them with famine. They are dying believing. I want people who will say, I will die believing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'll die believing. William Tyndall was lighted on fire. William Tyndall And he died believing. He said, You can't interpret the Bible, they say it. I said, he said, I will interpret the Bible. And they said, we shall burn you with fire. He said, you can burn me. But before you burn me, I will do as much as I can. Hallelujah. Amen. And this man went from place to place. All over Germany. Germany all over England. England and by the time they caught him, he had finished the New Testament. And they caught him and tied him on a stake. They put firewood under. They said, William, you must recant your works. And he said, I cannot. I cannot. Because everything I have translated. It is the truth. It is the truth. And the man was not deceived. And the believers today, they should do the same thing William did. If the devil wants to bring you funny, tell him, look devil, I'm going to read the Bible in my house. I am the elect of God. I cannot be deceived. 
And if you don't have a Bible, when you walk out of this church today, go and buy yourself one. And the, the, the last uh, uh, anointing of the devil was a pale horse. And that is actually in our generation. Pale horse. And that symbolizes death. Pale horse, white, red, and, and, and black in it. <laughs> the devil said, now I'm going to kill you. Mm. I'll kill you with political power. I'll kill you with the economy. And I'll kill you with religion. Those three forces is what the devil used in the days of Jesus. Economy. Money. Uh, politics. Religion. Whenever these three unite, you should smell a rat. Something bad is about to Those three powers. They bring forth pear. Deception. Murder. Affliction. Unfair. And all these powers have come to fight our generation. The devil is fighting now. Listen, what, 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 what battles are you fighting? It's either economic, financial, politics, political, or if it's not political and it's not financial, it's not to be religious. But the bride is promised to overcome. Give me the next slide. And you notice here that the, I, I don't have time to go through it all, but the seven seals should have a timeline by the Burnham Wood. And uh, we notice that the first seal, which is what we read today, right here, was a white horse rider. And this took place during Ephesus and Smana. But notice that God raised a standard. Whenever the, 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 the devil comes in like a fly, the spirit of God always raises a standard against the devil. Right? Amen. And so in the first seal, in the first ages, we see that the devil came in riding on a white horse. And what did the Spirit of God do? He said, devil, you can anoint yours. I'm also going to anoint mine. And he anointed his with the anointing of the lion. Hey. Hallelujah. Mina. And what give me the next slide? What does the lion symbolize? We see that the lion was symbolizing the boldness of preaching. You can look at you can look at that in Galatians chapter 1, verse 8. But though we are an angel from heaven preaching any other gospel. 
unto you than that which we have preached unto you let him be a cast oba nayo banga fe oba malaika ava muguru bwabulirange njiri wabulanga bwetu wabulira akolimirwenga this was apostle paul ono yali mutume paulo and we know apostle paul was the one who started the church at ephesus omutume paulo ye yatandike kanisa mu epheso in act chapter 19 mukoratume sura yo mwenda when he baptized those believers we have to baptize in the name of the lord jesus christ mari nyali amukama christo and they received the holy ghost and then he it was paul yali paulo who taught against women preachers e yayigiriza nti abakazi tebaina kulira it was paul yali paulo who said women should not cut their hair e yayigiriza nti abakazi tebaina sala kombi because it is their glory kubanga envidi chitiba cha mukazi paul who told that they should dress decently e yagamba abakazi bambale mu byambale bisana are you here church we it was kanisa. paul yali paulo who told that men should cut their hair e yagamba abasajja basaleke envidi amen amen because they the image the, the, the image of Christ was Paul Paulo the order in the church e yaigiriza enkole nunga mu kanisa operation of the gifts engeriye bila bwirino kola mu but the church and that Christ is not the author of confusion era na gama anti Kristo siye mutandisi wo kutoyogana and Paul said Paulo if there be all everybody speaking in tongues at the same time abantu bonnawe bogere nnimi ku murundi gumu and someone come in among you omuntu najja makati gamwe this say you are mad agamenti muri balalu and then he said agamba therefore norwecho convert spiritual gifts mwegombe ebirabo byomo if there is one with a gift of tongue let him first speak and let the other hold his peace all right and then when god reveals something to another katika tonda bwabako chali kuliro mulala maybe to interpret that tongue oboku funole nimi yezo let this one also all this peace kati abata yokere nimi alinoku sirika and let the other one not begin to interpret kati oligwe bachili kulide asivuno and it says that can continue for three times in a sense na gambe cho chinzo kugena maso emirundi ya satu mulukuma atang interpretation atang interpretation ono bwayogera olulimi ono ngalufunula ono bwayogera munnimi ngona azivunula not at random sibino buliyomu yenanga ayogera mu munnimi this one is talking this one ayogera noli ayogera noli ayogera noli ayogera so what are we benefiting katituganyulwa muchi nothing tewali nothing tewali and apostle paul said let things be done in order prophecy something let one prophesy and when god reveals something to another let other be quiet that's how god operates but what do we see in the church today but god in the first age through apostle paul when the devil came in like a flood white to deceive the people paul laid the foundation of the gospel katonda yasima musingi gwenjiri and he told them if any man come omuntu yenabwa chan 
preach something else. Let him be taught. That is the boldness of a lion. Paul had a lion anointing on him. The word was pure. The word was unadulterated. And all the disciples preached the same thing. So the word was pure. And you know what? The same anointing that God gave them, He gives to us again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because the last age receives all the blows of the devil. White, red, black. And so God powers in all the anointings. Not only of the flying eagle. But we in this age have the anointing of a lion. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me the next slide, brother. And so we notice that then there comes the second age. The, 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 the second white, white, the second horse rider. The red horse rider. And God, the believers then, he gives them the anointing of a calf. This is a, a burden of uh, a burden of, of, of sacrifice. Uh, and, a piece of burden, so to they, say. They would kill one another would say kill me also. I will not recant. But today, if we are going to kill one person here because of what we believe, how many will remain? Will you remain? Even when you hear. I, I don't know if the story is true, but I think it is. One one, someone said that during the time of insurgency. One man came, I think. I don't know whether it was exactly Kalamoja or the other side. They were in church. And uh, worshiping. So these rebels came with guns and uh, coached them. Everybody said, the floor. And then they said, We are going to forgive you only if you are ready to recant Jesus. If you are ready to recant Jesus, go out. One by one came out of the chair. And the rebels and the pastor was on the floor. Also, around the pulpit area. I think his head was maybe inside the pulpit. And he was shivering. And by the time the people uh, woke up the pastor. Pastor. I think there were about one or two people. He says, wake up. Continue with your sermon. Those are your believers. <laughs> 
And everybody are taken off. If you were among the ones who are taken off, would you come back? Pastor, for sure, it was a very big trial. <laughs> but for sure, you know me. <laughs> you know, I give a So for sure, God should understand. <laughs> You know, you would already be ashamed. Really? How would you ever take out that shame? And yet, every day you do it. And you ashamed the Holy Ghost. By the things you do. By the life you live. You see, you are ashamed in the Holy Ghost. Because it sees you everywhere you go. But these believers here. They were ready to die. They rip this woman's stomach. And other one I'm also waiting. What was wrong with them? They had an anointing on them. The anointing of sacrifice. They were ready to take the burden. They were ready to die for the sake of the gospel. Are you ready to die for the sake of the gospel? Something you cannot die for. Don't claim to believe it. I'm telling you, church. I think today I'm just challenging. Whatever you are not ready to die for. You just don't believe it. You're just deceiving yourself. Give me the next slide, brother. And then comes the black horse. The, the first of man was the anointing that God gave them at that time. Man is cunningness and wisdom, and we've already gone through that during the, the days when the, the message, the Bible was translated. And then last, the next slide, the pale horse. And this is our time. Laodicea. And we are at a time when God has sent the ego anointing. That's why I was saying don't be deceived. The ego flies higher than any other person. The revelation we have of the message, when I say we, I don't mean this church only. I mean the believers of, the, of this message all over the world. The message we have received in our day. It is an ego anointing. It's prophetic revelation. It goes higher than any other path. Higher than any other denomination. Higher than all the other denominations. This is higher than Catholicism. This is higher than Adventism. This is higher than Mormonism. This is higher than any Let me tell you, this is that's the reason why it is not a denomination. What other denomination can you call? And they get confused because they can't number them. Who are these people? We don't know them. What do they believe? 
Where is their headquarter? All those questions can never be answered. Hallelujah. And yet, they are everywhere. They are in state house. They are in palaces. They are in villages. They are in cities. They are everywhere. They are the elect of God. Hallelujah. They are everywhere. They can never be understood. Hallelujah. Because they are not of this world. Hallelujah. They are in universities. They are in places of work. In schools. They are everywhere. Other parts. Cannot understand the ego. Because the ego. Flies higher. Than all the other parts. There is a little bird called the hope. It always wants to beg the ego. But let me tell you, the ego doesn't fight with it. The ego simply says, oh, All right, let's go on a flight. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. You just fly. At the hope beginning. Huh? Days of miracles are passed. Oh, it goes higher. No, women can preach. It goes higher. I can't understand now. What is going on? This is a new. It goes higher. I can't breathe. Let me tell you. This message will make denominational people stop breathing. <laughs> you get your, your good theologians. Sit them down. Begin sharing the word. You will see they will stop breathing. They will begin fidgeting and sweating. I've spoken to some. They will begin sweating. They sweat. And then they become temper increases. Then you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you are already sowering. <laughs> they begin to say, heating the table. <laughs> ah, now these things are ah. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is a cult. I said, brother, calm down. <laughs> While he's sweating profusely. <laughs> Why? They can't understand it. They can't understand why we are so happy and free. Why when we are in church, we can dance. We can shout. Hallelujah. Amen. They can't understand it. What is wrong with these people? Can they be calm like us? Mm. What is pushing them? When they are praying, when they just move around. Can they calm down? They can't understand. Hallelujah. Amen. But as the ego flies higher and higher and higher, the other will just fall off their heart and they will die. Let me tell you, if anybody tries to fight this message, they will just die. And you don't even need to kill them. You only need to soar up in revelation. 
sower in revelation. And they die spiritually by rejecting the word. But I'll tell you what, John, I am so happy that I can so high. Higher. Higher up in revelation. High up where the devil cannot come. High up where I can enjoy myself. Flapping my wings. Glory, hallelujah. I am enjoying this message. Is there someone flying this morning? Enjoying this message. Hallelujah. Amen. When you hear. Baptism in Jesus' name. Flap the wings. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you hear, live holy. Press holy. Do things holy. Flap the wings. You are going hard. Others are suffocating. If you are suffocating, I have a message for you. Maybe you are an eagle, but you grew under a hope and you have been deceived but hear me this morning God is giving you eye cell for your eyes so that you may see that things have changed you are an eagle and you can fly Hallelujah. Amen. We can fly. We believe in miracles. We believe in healing. We believe in power. Signs and wonders. Why? Because we are eagles. Oh, hallelujah. I'm beginning to fly now. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to find a place to finish now. Listen. All right, that will be all for the slides, brother. Now he says, 2 Timothy 2, 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Hey. Hey. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The Lord tells somebody, the Lord knoweth them that are his. You are not speaking. Come on, speak. Open your mouth. Oh my, I might as well say, brother, the Lord knows me. Musumba, mukama, nanga, the Lord knows me. Mukama, Hallelujah. Amen. I am his and his mind. I am the elect of God. I cannot be deceived. Some people, they tell them in their churches, be careful with those people. Don't even hear them. Because they are fearing. When there are people here, their eyes will open. But let me tell you, you never fear to listen to anyone. Why? Because the Lord knows you. And you know him. And you know you cannot be deceived. And everything you give it a word test. Give it a word test. John 6 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. <laughs> That's what 
our Savior, our Redeemer has said. I don't care who else has spoken. My God, my Savior, my Redeemer has spoken. And he speaks after everyone has spoken. And his speech is faithful and true. And he said, All of the fathers given me in Namugongo will come. Hallelujah. Let me tell you. Sister Rosie, you are in a lot of trouble. Sister Rosie, you are going to buy chairs. You are in a lot of trouble. Oh, 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 mama. They are going to come. One by one, they are going to come. Fifty only know. One hundred only know. Two are no. Three no. Five. They are going to be in thousands. As long as the Lord tarries, they are still out there. They must come. Hallelujah. Amen. And he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Hey. That's why people who come around and hear the message, brother, love them. Sister, show them love. Let me tell you, always fighting with words doesn't help man. Show somebody the love of God. And with that, they'll be interested to have what you have. But many believers they think they have to go. And uh, you know, with all the, 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 the whatever nerves coming out. And then you know when they're speaking to someone, someone can't say it. And then this person immediately they become annoyed. Oh. Even your serpent seed. Brother, you have already showed also your father. Because a seed of God will have patience. A seed of God will understand. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Let your life preach. Let your life preach. Let your life preach to your friends, to your neighbors, to everybody around you. It used to be that many years ago when people came to the message, what they saw was love. But even when they thought, oh my, I'm a sin, I'm a big time sinner. They go before around the believers. They find somebody. Another finds another brother. Oh, my brother. Oh, God bless you. But these days, brothers are no longer brothers. They are so busy. What do they do? When they see a new person, they begin looking at their hairstyle. They look at his dress. They look at his shoes. God bless you. Are you new here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Why? Because they themselves have lost the soul. The Bible says we should be the soul of the Not the sugar. Don't mistake these things. 
Don't, the Bible did not say we should be the sugar of the, of the earth. Bible there is a reason why. Some preachers have become the sugar of the pulpits. They just speak what people want to hear. They want my pastor preach it. But the other brother, I don't want to hear. Oh, I don't want to ever get to that place. I want to preach until you hate me. Until Christ loves me. If you don't hate me, then Christ doesn't love me. But if you hate me, that thing which hates me will die. And then Christ will be born in you. And he will love me now. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you see, the Bible says we should be the salt of the earth. Salt. What is salt? Salt is not sweet. But salt is dusty. It's not sweet. But it's Yes. You understand? Without salt, tasteless. But with salt, it puts meaning into the food. We must be the salt of the earth. When you see someone living in sin, but don't look at the sin, brother. Don't look at the sin, sister. Look for the love of God in their heart. Do they have a little desire for God? Is it there? Yes. There is many chances. There might be the seed of God. Show them love. But I agree. If someone has no love of God. And someone blasphemes and curses. Stay away from such. But if someone does have a love of God in their heart. Show them love. Bring them close to Christ. Show them the reason why Christ died. Show them there is a better life. There is a better way of showing a better life than speaking. Our life speaks more louder than our words. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Hallelujah. I wanted to invite this sister, but the way she dresses. Woo! You want to bring them. It doesn't matter how they are dressing. Brother Banam says, the word will correct the error. It's not you to correct the error. Who do you think you are? You are seen as self by grace. You are not better than them. Bring them to Christ. And let Christ correct the error in their life. For I came down from heaven. Not to do my own will. But the will of him that sent me. Agambas. I want you to hear his will. And this is the Father's will which he has sent me. That of all which he has given me 
should lose nothing. Hey. I should lose nothing. But should raise it up again at the last day. Whoever is ordained to believe this message, they will all come in. And none of them will be lost. Amina. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. In Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Working on the street. With a prostitute. It was around the evening time. Myself and Brother Paul going into our hotel room. And this prostitute was so stubborn that she pressed herself against us. And uh, she even pulled out her passport and showed us her names and everything. Trying to tell us the authentic. And so... We, we, at first, I thought, but I don't know. But I thought again. I said, but wait a moment. Brother Paulina, let's talk. We don't know what God can do. We do not come for the, you know, sometimes in the message you think, oh, I've come to people who are already in the, the denominations just to give them a little wipe out so that they can understand that there is more truth. And then, but when you find these low, low people out there on the streets, you think, oh, no, the message is not for them. But then, as we had a second thought, said, no, let us take her in. So, my, my brother was in the world. And he had a little experience. So we started on the way that she understands. Brother, what's the price? Sister, what's the price? And uh, my, my first and last time to, to ask for the price of, of, of somebody on the street. And, and, and she told us. And she told us. And I felt like crying. Little money. I said, Oh God. A soul. A meme. You just give it away for a few shillings. No way, why you And here are two men. A few shillings for two men. Oh, So I'm sorry. But this thing is still continuing on. In the world today as we speak. And so we gave an appointment. Told her the hotel name. And so we called Sister Yodit. And myself and Brother Paul. So she came. All puffed up. And uh, Perfumes, you could even smell them within a, a, a radius of I don't know how many. She, she thought, oh, well, these are, you know, foreigners and, you know. And so when she walked in, she found him, Sister Yodin. She's like, okay. I don't know what she thought then. <laughs> don't ask me. But at that moment, 
She realized there was a different story. When we began pulling out our Bible. I pulled out mine. Now, brother, if you had a phone at that time, it doesn't work. You see? He pulled out Bible. Brother pulled out his. Sister pulled out hers. And we made her sit in the middle of us. Made the other side fall this side. You had to decide. You had it near the door. In other words, you are going nowhere. We have put you under arrest. And we started preaching to her. We started preaching to her. We started preaching to her. And as I preached, she started sobbing. Tears came down. And she said, The things you're speaking to me. Not that I don't know them. I know. But I have no power within myself. To live this kind of life. I lost both my parents at a very young age. And for 10 years. This is all I've been doing. Don't, don't, don't disturb me. I don't want to play with the blood of God. No, when she said that. Something just jumped up in my soul. You know, Zechariah says not by power. Not by might. And so I read it out to her. I said, not by your power, my sister. Not by your might. But by his spirit. And I, I, I told her sister. All you need to do is to accept Jesus as your savior. And once you do, he will take care of the rest. That girl was baptized that same day. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And she came to church. And she gave her life to the Lord. And I believe she will never be the same again. Hallelujah. And the Bible says. All that he has given me. I should lose nothing. But should raise it up again. And this is the will of him that sent me. That everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up on the last day. I say praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. It is impossible for the elect to be deceived. The message inoculates us from the deception of Satan. It is to give us God's interpretation of his own work. To make us reach in the word of in the word for a proper foundation. The message is the eye cell. That we may see the tactics of the deceiver. So that we can be able to overcome the deceiver. I want us to sing Lord help everyone in the race. I had to finish quickly because we have a, a minister's service. 
get to finish my sermon but uh, that's okay you sing all sorts of perversion all sorts of perversion is going on now religious perversions you saw how many saw that video of the pastor beating his, his ministers this perversion churches pastors doing all sorts of things in the name of God but the elite cannot be deceived to believe such there is all sorts of sexual perversion Perversions in society, family, marriage, education, everywhere. But the scripture says, from such turn away. I think we should be grateful that we have the message of Yahweh. Sometimes the way down here gets right when I look up. sing it as a prayer
If it wasn't for Jesus, where would we be? Where would we be? Worship Him and give Him thanks. Give Him thanks with all your soul, all your mind, all your body. 
with everything that is in you give him thanks he's worthy of our praise honor and glory oh this morning to worship you this afternoon lord with all my soul all my being father i completely surrender my desires into your hands lord. oh hallelujah thank you lord jesus i bless you lord. thank you lord jesus we lift your name on my lord we lift your name on high, Father. Redeemed, Creator. Oh, hallelujah. We have a reason to worship you because we know you have inoculated us by the messenger of the hour. And we cannot be deceived, Lord. We are your seed, we are your children, we are your bride. And we know we cannot be deceived, Lord. Not because of what we have done, but because of what you have done for us, Lord. Your grace and your word. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. We glorify your name, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and mercy. For your power and your loving kindness. What a merciful and wonderful God we serve. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Wonderful is your name, Lord. Worthy is your name, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify your name, Jesus. Because of your love and your mercy. Because of your power and your loving kindness. You are ever faithful and you are ever true. You always keep your word and you fail not. Oh, Lord Jesus. That word can fail us, Lord. Words can fail us to express our joy in our hearts, Lord. For what you have done for us. Oh, loving Jesus. What a mighty God you are. What a wonderful God you are. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Start this week with worship. You have a full week ahead of you, and this is a time to be in His presence and start it on your knees. Start it on in His presence, where all things can change in a moment. And commit your ways into your hands, where He will take you through this week and give you victory, and He will ensure that you you are not deceived. But he will protect you. He will keep you. Amidst all the deception. He will make himself known to you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Brother Andrew, you can come out. You know, in a worship like this, saints, you are receiving your healing. In a worship like this, you're being delivered and things are happening in the spiritual world. And that's why it's good to worship the Lord. And the word of God is applied upon your life and things begin to change. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know there could be many needs, Brother Luanga, if you can help me interpret. There could be many needs in the body this afternoon. But before we go, I want you to believe God. And I'd like, Brother. Brother Andrew, by the inspiration of the Spirit, to pray for you. And I want you to believe God. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says, the prayer of faith heals the sick. And if they have done anything, God forgives them. I also, I also want to say the prayer of faith. Rest change. Believe as the bound. While everybody has their heads bowed and eyes closed. I wanted to believe that God knows you. He knows you by name. And all your needs will be supplied today. Believe God. Brother Andrew, Dear Lord, we thank you for this moment where you've brought us up to here when we are closing. Lord, your children are here in your presence. They have different prayer requests in their hearts, and they have requested them, Lord. Though sometimes we are short of faith, as Abraham, one day when he lost faith, When Sarah laughed in her heart and said, How can I get a child at this time? Even behold, my 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 Lord is old. But Lord, you fulfill your word. Even though when our faith is so low, dear Lord, do by your grace. Do by your mercy, Lord. Lord, I ask you, do by your grace. We get our Lord, we think we are holy and righteous, but we are unworthy. But do it by your grace, Lord. A woman came before you, Lord, and by faith you spoke a word to us. In our ministry, we have sick people. 
We have those that are tired, Lord. Father, send your hand that is not sure that it will meet every sick person. Where the doctors cannot see, Lord. Lord, we pray may you heal these people. They will testify on something. The Lord healed me. We have seen you work moving amid this Lord. Moving with feet. We have seen you give us jobs. We have seen you heal, Lord. Do in that same manner, dear Lord. Sometimes we feel as if you have delayed, but you never delay. This week, as your children are going to work, Sister Stella is going to work. Mami Shem is going back home. Sister Douglas is going back to work. And anybody, whatever they are going to do this week, Father, we pray for a full blessing. Appreciate the word, the ones of his that verses. One of his that speakers, Lord, to bring your word. And I even pray in the minister's meeting, Lord. Lord, welcome you to be the guest of honor. Come and be the guest of honor. Come and speak to us. It is for your good. We have prayed few, but we expect a lot from you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Andrew believed. And he gave his testimony on Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, I was touched by that testimony. He wanted to go to the army. He's an educated man. He has a bachelor's degree. But he wanted to go to the army. Because, because he had stayed how many years? He has without a job. And so, but I, I asked him one question. I said, those years, were you in the message? He said, no. I said, then you cannot say that the God of this world has not worked here. Give it a chance. And see that he is always faithful. And uh, he decided not to go to the army. And he's been around serving God faithfully. Sometimes I would find him cleaning the church. So don't think you clean the church because you did not go to school. In some countries that I know of, I know people who are professors. People who are business magnets. Rich men and women. They go and clean church toilets. And God continues to bless 
So God looked on Brother Andrew. And I think God said, okay, now we can start. And he got a job in his field, right? Yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is faithful. Brother Andrew, like I told you, it's just the beginning. Our God is more than able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you can ever ask or even think. Amen. I say amen. God bless you. Come on, dismiss you and uh, you will be here once again on Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Maybe also, Brother Isaac, you want to show that piano. This piano is 3 million shillings. I will not mention the name, but one of us has already paid 2 million already on it. So we need 1 million. Now to pay it. And uh, it's the best. We don't need to buy another one. Amen. So before you leave, our brother Martin will be standing on the door with a paper. Whatever you are pledging, they will write you there towards that piano. Uh, all right, so Baba was telling me Sister Dorothy is in the village, that's why she's not in the church today. But she will be back. So you remember her in prayer. Amen. So how many are going to pledge towards the piano? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see your hands. Yes, God bless you. Just wait by the Uganda sounds funny, but anyways. Yeah. So we, we, we need several instruments. We will take one by one until we finish all of them. We believe in worshiping God with the best music we can get. Amen. So we don't need only those. We also need the younger people who are the older people also. Anybody willing and gifted or with a desire you can be told. God bless you. Um, uh, we will now be going to the minister's meeting. Please step back. We go right into it. We'll see how to do it. We'll discuss. Amen. So maybe you want to stand and we sing one chorus as we dismiss. This little light of mine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, will I'm gonna let it shine. Will this little light of mine, oh, I'm gonna let it shine. Will this little light of mine, oh, I'm gonna let it shine.
Oh, I'm gonna let it shine. Yeah. 
Shine. Give a lot of clap of praise. 